Jamie Soto Show. Hello, everybody. And uh, welcome back to another Tony Soto Show. Uh, my name is Tony Soto. Oh, my gosh. How are you feeling? I hope that when my voice hits your ear, that you are in a good mood, that you are enjoying your day, and that nobody's fucking with you. Um, uh, well, y'all, we are getting really close to the end of uh, good old 2023. Um, it is officially spooky season. This is the first week of October. Uh, the pumpkin spice latte is... Uh, is uh, in the air and everyone is putting on sweaters unless of course you have you know unseasonably hot weather because of climate change um y'all you know that you can see anything and everything about tony soto by going to the tony show.com if you're interested in merch if you want to see my youtube pages if you want to link to all my socials uh that is a good way to do it um, where are we starting today? Okay, well, we did, um, I did my learn the words bitch uh, this week. Um, and uh, look, I've been doing the show for eight years. I'm a professional drag queen. Um, sometimes it is, uh, it is uh, tough to put on that uniform and go to work. So um, there are certain times when I find ways that I can phone it in. I feel like sometimes we all do that as, as artistic professionals. Sometimes you want to phone it in. But on during the spooky seasons, as a drag artist, people really kind of expect you to show out and like be amazing and like, costumes and blah 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 and um here's the thing not a fan of uh i mean i like halloween all well and good i like a scary movie i'm gonna go see the exorcist you know i like to be scared i like all that nonsense that goes in with it however i'm not big on costumes i don't like it i don't necessarily like putting on costumes and whatnot and one thing i will not do if i don't like to put on one costume i'm not going to put on a costume on a costume you know what i mean drag to me is a uniform it is a costume i put it on to go to work uh and then when you have to put on a costume on that costume then that just gets redundant it's just too much oh so you want me to be a drag queen and you want me to be a fucking nurse you know how dare you or you want me to be a drag queen? Oh, and you want me to be some kind of a, a monster? How dare you? How dare you? So, um, in perfect Tony Soto cutting corners ways, I decided that for Learn the Words, bitch, my costume was going to be the spookiest thing I could think of to be in this day and age. So I was... A man. That's right. That's right. I was a man. I wore my own clothes. I wore my own clothes and I just don't care. But I did put on drag king makeup um, and I was wearing uh, a wig, a human hair male wig. Thank you, Jay Fink from Go Wig or Go Home uh, for uh, supplying the, the wig. It was lovely. Um, and what I learned was, A, I think that people like the drag queen more, and B, um, 
I just ended up looking like my dad, you know what I mean? Just more and more. And I already look like my dad in real life. And the thing is, is about putting on drag king makeup. You have to accentuate all the things that um, I find problematic with my face. So it made me appreciate uh, the way I look as a drag queen, of course. And uh, I just want to say thank you for everyone for being a good sport, for letting me phone it in sometimes and still laughing at my jokes. They made me work harder. Here's the thing. Drag queens get a lot of leeway. There's a lot of room that we're given as drag queens because, um, well, we're clowns and people are like, oh, what a funny thing. But when a male comes out dressed up like more of a male, even though uh, I am iconically known, people made me work for my jokes. They were like, eh, 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 kind of a chauvinist for say that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, uh, it was fun. Um and I won't do it again for a while, guys. I promise. I promise. It was it was just a silly thing. And I know I saw some faces and I saw some people who like when you do learn the words, bitch, only monthly and uh, and you're such a fabulous queen. Um, when you meet people who are like, oh, hi, I'm visiting from Italy. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> or people are like, hi, I'm from Australia. I came to see it. I was like, oh, <laughs> Oh, you were probably coming to see the drag queen and not some uh, guy with drag king makeup. And the thing is, is like, look, outside of wearing flats and whatnot, um, uh, I'll leave the drag king into the drag kings, I promise. But the flat thing was great. I, wore, I walked to the gig. I walked to the gig for the first time ever. You know what I mean? I walked to it um, because uh, it's hard out there for a drag queen. And honestly, truthfully, listeners, and anyone who comes to learn the words bitch and also listens to the Tony Soto show, um, maybe appreciate her just a little bit more. You know what I mean? Appreciate her. See, you never know when she'll be gone. You'll never know. Maybe, maybe my new calling is to become a drag king. Who knows? Oh God. I, here's the thing. If, if uh, men had better fashion and um, were prettier, uh, I could see myself doing it, but um uh-uh. No, I know what y'all like, and I like her too. And she'll be back next month, I promise. Um, what is happening? Oh my god, y'all listen. Now, um, we are living in the day of AI. Everyone wants to talk about chat GPT and you know what robots are gonna do to us ultimately, how they're gonna like, you know, get rid of us or um uh and all that nonsense and whatnot. And what we are what we are like painfully ignoring anyone who can hear my voice at this moment we are painfully ignoring the fact that um that driverless cars are being tested in san francisco right now it's always san francisco where they start this kind of nonsense and here's the thing i perfectly am look, look being a gen xer and having seen um ha having having been fortunate enough to be alive during the time where we have seen technology take off you know like like growing up with a landline and then experiencing the creation of cell phones and whatnot. And I, look, I am all for advancement. You know what? I'm all for technologically advancing. I'm all for driverless cars. I think it's a great idea. But I think they're rushing it a little bit. Uh, I, was, I, I was reading on the internet recently, a woman was recently hit or run over 
by uh, a driverless car. Now, listen, let's not get this story twisted. I don't want you to think like, you know, the the electric or the, the driverless car like gunned for or there was a mal. Well, there what there had to have been a malfunction if she was hit. But but the driverless car wasn't the initial wasn't the catalyst to start the hitting. The woman was hit by another car. <laughs> this woman, and I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean, but I don't know where neither do you. So let's just all have a chuckle at her expense. But like she she had a bad day that day. She was hit by a driving someone who was driving a car. And that person hit her into a driverless car or on the ground in front of a driverless car. And then the driverless car did not stop and hit her again. That is what I am, uh, what, what, what I believe the story was. I know that that she was hit first by a human driving a car. So I don't know, this might be a story that says, might be pro-driverless because the bitch who hit her ran. The driverless car stayed. You know what I mean? You know, we're going to get more honesty out of the robots, you know, until, of course, they get too smart and they turn against us. But it'll be blissful for a moment. They're going to be very honest with us to pacify us, make us, you know, rub our bellies, get us all nice and fat. You've seen WALL-E. That's our future. But I'm saying the electric car stayed and the hit and run car left. But um, I don't know the fate of the person. I hope I hope they're okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, look, let's not fight technological advancements, but let's not rush them either. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like, especially I don't know if anyone's if you've been to San Francisco, you know, traffic in San Francisco is kind of through the roof because I don't think San Francisco was built for traffic. You know what I mean? I felt like, you know, I feel like they'd wanted it to be uh horse and buggies and trolleys the whole time because those roads are thin. Are they're they're like tight, you know what I mean? They're they're not like and that, that's a lot of cars on the road for and, and when you're dealing with people who are hitting and running and then, you know, running them into electric cars that just, you know, have to find them as another speed bump. What are we supposed to do about that? I say take it off for a minute. Maybe driverless cars need to be started in these smaller rural towns is where, where it needs to start. Let's be truthful and honest. Like if you have over, let's say what? 80,000 people. Is that a good size town? 80,000? Is that a good times? I don't know. I'm from a town of 8,000 when I was growing up into it. So, but we were considered a city. Like, like my hometown is considered, I think still to this day is the, the city of Clinton. Um, but I think 80,000 plus seems big enough to need, need an Uber, right? But also like small enough not to be like overrun with the traffic issues constantly. That's where we start them. Start them off thing is it's like it's, it's these it's these god-fearing white folks that don't want to don't have any adventure in their lives unless it's you know um homophobia or misogyny stopping women from choice and stuff like that anyway i don't know why i just went off on that tangent but watch out for those driverless cars at this point but 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 first and foremost watch out for these crazy bitches who actually are humans and can't drive cars because that's who we still need to be worried about in my opinion y'all did you go to the beyonce show um did everyone go to the beyonce show did y'all uh, have a renaissance i did not go to the beyonce show i didn't i didn't go to the beyonce show 
And uh, I'm okay with that. Look, I've seen enough of your stories. I've basically been to the Beyonce show. I knew and know that Beyonce is a consummate performer. She's amazing. She's fantastic. She'll put on a good show. She's not going to do you wrong. And that's great. Um, but I'm over this mute challenge all right now the last time i saw beyonce she was doing the on the run tour with her husband and they were currently fighting or they were fighting at that moment uh so it was a very cold show um luckily the molly warmed me up you know what i mean but love the renaissance album great album beyonce slay i don't i'm not coming for i'm not coming for beyonce so anyone who is a stan of her Shut up. I'm coming for you. <laughs> because this mute challenge, I'm coming for the whole thing. The mute challenge alone, sure, impressive if it can be done, but y'all are making it like a religion thing and it's silly. Um, but to the people who are like, like, um, like knowingly fucking up. Okay, so if any, if you don't know what this is, if you're living under the wrong uh, a rock and one of Beyonce's songs. Uh, she has a phrase where she uh, it's like everybody on mute. And then uh, there's some other lyric after that, because that's how songs work. Um, but for the concert, when she goes mute, the thing is, is the whole stadium has to shut the fuck up for what until she starts to sing again. And the challenge is to be as quiet as you possibly can. But of course, because the human animal is ultimately stupid ultimately dumb we are the only thing that makes us better than our nearest relatives the primates no not even them like the only thing that makes us better than dogs let's say dogs because they're talking now with their little uh punch word things you know they, they're able to speak they're going through identity crises the only thing that puts us ahead of them are our thumbs that's it that's it that's it is that we can hold things and uh and climb things in one that's it but so the gag is now well it seems to be is that there are a few rogue people who during the mute they're not muting oh no they're not muting they're not muting and this is this has this has led now listen i find that um you know, I don't walk into basketball games and, and in the middle of everyone being hyped up, be like, no, nah, this is stupid. You know, I don't go like if you're going to spend the money to go to your little cult event, which, you know, let's face it. Let's face it. Then you need to be on board with all of it. It's like in my day when we would go to uh, Rocky Horror Show showings, you know what I mean? And like they have participation things, like you got to throw toast and there's newspapers and water guns. Like it's a whole to do. Now, knowing that, that that is what you do in there, if you are someone who goes in there and then sits there with your arms crossed or uh, makes a mockery of the little cult activity that happens with the Rocky Horror, then you're a dick then you're a dick and you're not funny and you're not like, like you're not being like risque, you're not being revolution, you're being a dick. Um, but that said, I agree that they're being a dick, but there was this one girl who did it and y'all, 
afterwards they had she had to delete her her facebook which really if you still have a facebook you deserve to get bullied um she had to delete her instagram and her tiktok shit because everyone was coming for her coming for her. oh they wanted her dead because because they didn't, because you didn't get your mute experience, because because you as a stadium mass may have disappointed Beyonce for that day. I, it's just also silly. I mean, we there, there's a portion of the country who's losing interest in Ukraine. Um, that to me is more important, uh, uh, keeping interest in Ukraine than whether or not a whole stadium people shut up for an indeterminable amount of time. That said, Slay Beyonce, you look great. I love it. Love everything you do. Think you're wonderful. Um, but your fan base is kind of wild. Like, I don't know. It's all very strange. Let's talk about something else that is super strange that I find very strange that is happening right now um, because I don't care about either of the subjects, um, but they're both in my life in some way. Like, Football and Taylor Swift. All right. Uh, this is a union that has happened now. Because now look, let me explain to you why uh, both of them are in my life. Taylor Swift is in my life in some capacity because obviously I'm a gay man and I'm surrounded by gay men and gay men seem to like her. I'm on the fence either way about Taylor Swift because like, her music doesn't speak to me. I'm not a sad, quiet person who's been dejected uh, by, uh, uh, by a man. You know what I mean? Um, so she doesn't really ring to me. It's like, it's like, I get it. You write songs about how you feel, but sometimes you ever just get inspired by a mountain. Write a song about a meadow that you saw, bitch. Is it always got to be a breakup? I don't know. I don't want to stunt your creativity, bitch. Do what you want to do. But so she's in my life because gay people uh, like her and gay people are ultimately awful. And so they want us all to like uh, 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 Taylor Swift. Oh, and apparently my good girlfriend, Lauren, is a Swifty too. Girl, listen, I, just like the Beehive, I'm not coming for the Swifties. I know they're just as angry and they are white. So they have more power. So I'm, I'm avoiding, I avoid Swifties too. I'm just saying, I don't care. Now, football is in my life because I am a Midwestern uh, gentleman. So at some point in my life, I had to learn things about football so I could at least hang with people in my sphere throughout my life. So I know about football. I don't know teams. I don't know players. I don't know anything like that, but I can watch a football game and be entertained. I can pick a color and uh, be entertained. I could put money on football games. I'm not afraid of that. But here's the thing, y'all. Taylor Swift is dating a football player. Now, I do not know this football player's name, but I do know that when their names are put together, the uh, combined name, you know, the Benifer and the Brangelina and all that stuff. Well, their name is Trailer. So for that, I'm kind of okay because it really does sum it all up. She's from Tennessee or something, you know, and 
I don't know where he's from, and I'm sure it's I'm sure it's rural. Anyway, so they are or not, they are or they are not dating. Who cares? All right. Now, because of this, Taylor's been going to these games. And I guess the team has been winning. And she's watching the games with the player's mother. And uh we have we have had a we've had a a marriage of the football fans and the Swifties. Like this is a marriage. Um, and everyone is loving it. They're loving talking about trailer. They want to know what trailers do, and they want to know if trailers gonna be at the game watching the other trailer. They want to know what's happening with trailers. Here's why this is ultimately going to end badly. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Thank you, Lauren. Travis Kelsey. If anyone wanted to know, so it's a, it's a, it's it's Travis and Taylor trailer. I read look. This man is not her forever man. I don't believe, and I don't know her, and I and I could care less. But honestly, I do not believe that this is going to be her forever man, which ultimately means that there's going to be a song written about him, and this is all going to end ugly anyway. Now, what 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 we need to understand is Swifties. There's a lot of gay Swifties in there, you know, and there's a lot of girly girl Swifties out there. Ultimately, football fans are going to get annoyed by seeing a Taylor Swift commercial in between uh, each uh, section of the game. You know what I mean? They're going to they're going to get tired. They're going to get more tired of seats being taken up by uh, little Swifties. Then it's it's not going to it's not going to be good. It's going to like homophobia is going to come out at some point. Gays are going to be reminded, you know, listen, we we ran from football players all throughout school for a reason, y'all. And now and now we're like, let's let's go into the game with our Taylor Swift crop tops on and our little flags. And it, it just it just is to me, it has bad news written all over it now. Football loves this football loves this because football uh, because Taylor Swift's uh, people, the Swifties, um, have money or they have parents with money <laughs> and they will spend it. And they are. And they're getting new eyes. But you know who, who will ruin it? Y'all will ruin it. Like, y'all will ruin this relationship. If this relationship is meant to be and it ultimately does not happen, it's because y'all made it a spectacle and it was gonna it's gonna be too hard for them to love poor trailer oh you're doomed before you even start trailer you're doomed before you even start and i don't even think it's been officially been announced that they are even a thing taylor taylor when you ultimately uh ruin the game of football play football for football fans um uh that's gonna make news it's gonna make news it's gonna make news Anyway, talked way too much about uh, Taylor Swift. Let's talk about the old uh, RIP to Diane Feinstein. She is dead. Uh, some would say uh, months ago, but um, you see what you want to see when you watch TV. So she is so, so yes, Diane has passed away. Look. I'm, I I don't want to minimize Diane Feinstein's uh, legacy because 
uh, being the first, um, I believe it was the first mayor of San Francisco after uh, that assassination that took out my Harvey Milk. Um, and uh, just fighting for gun control and women's rights and LGBT rights. Like she really was a trailblazer and um, her, her mark on the Congress and on the country is a positive one. Now, I feel like, and I've said this, that she's hung on for too long and she didn't get to enjoy her legacy. You know what I mean? She had to keep, she felt like she had to keep plugging away and keep working up until the very bitter end, which it's like, why? Bitch, you've done a lot already. You know what I mean? Like, and I and I say bitch respectfully. Um, you 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 have had a great run, and now they're wheeling you around because they need you to vote, not because you're making any significant impact at that point. And you know, following Diane's death, um, there's a news story. A feel-good news story. You know how they like to give you put a feel-good news story right in between all the nasty shit. That's like a hundred and forty-year-old woman uh, skydives, and it's like, look, I have my own reservations about that. I'm like, there's a part of me that's thinking, were they hoping the shoot didn't open? Like, like, like. I remember seeing a little bit, a viral video of a of a of a wo an old woman celebrating a birthday party, and I guess they're like, "Hey, Grammy, what's your wish?" And she's like, "That this is my last birthday." Like, there you, it's it, you hear stories about old people getting to a certain age, being like, "I'm over it. I'm over. I'm over it. I'm ready to go." Um. So, like, you know, you want to be uplifted about this 104 year old skydiver, but you also want to be like. What were their true intentions? Like, like they slapped the guy's hand away when he tried to pull the cord. I don't know. But what I'm saying is Diane could have had adventure in her golden years and had an amazing legacy. And um, and and you know, I believe that history will be kind and you will have a good legacy, but you're always gonna have because progressives are dicks, you're always gonna have some progressives, some democrats, some liberals being like, and me included, saying um, you should have you should have left. You, you, the same thing with Ruth. You know what I mean? It's like, girl, you should have left ten years ago. Like, bask in the glory. Do like write a book. Do press tours talking about being what you are. Like, like that's the thing. Like, we need these older politicians to get out of office so that way they can sit around on news channels and bitch about the younger generation and what they're doing. We, I don't ever remember young politicians. <laughs> like when I was coming up, they were all fucking old. You know what I mean? So anyway, I digress. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's like, first of all, I guess, I guess I'm also just upset that, uh, you know um ours always go you know what i mean it's like always ours like why is it always ours why is it always the blue side that's going kicking the bucket and then you have like mitch mcconnell breaking on live tv more than once but he's still puttering around going in and out like and you've got to wonder like as old as the congress is as old as like it, it all is 
if they're all just all the ghosts already and they're looking around at each other being like the rule of three <laughs> and i'm not wishing death on anybody specifically you know what i mean i just wish more people would die that's it's <laughs> that's a blanket and, and if it ends up being me i'm happy to go as tribute you know what i mean like like if, if, if i'm I enjoy being alive, but I'm not not ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I find that ever since I gave up the belief of any kind of deity, it makes it very, very easy to uh, to uh, embrace whatever is happening next because uh, who the fuck knows what it is. But that's just me. That's just a, a godless atheist who... Um, but, you know, here's the thing about I've never really understood about you Christian people, too. You, you talk about how great fucking heaven is and how your streets of gold and your fucking white mansions and whatnot. But you're all real terrified to go there. It's like you're really scared. And, and here's why. Either A, you know it's bullshit and you always have known it's bullshit. Or B, you know you're not going there. Because you're a fucking sinner. But you pray every Sunday. You do that fucking face work. You do that like in-person shit to fool folks. But truth be told, you know you're going to hell. All right. I love ending a show on a positive note. Um, so we should stop. <laughs> That's a positive note. Stop believing in your dumb religions. It's just keeping you stunted as human beings. Um, cause, cause then you go and you ruin the mute challenge at the Renaissance fair for every, and it's just so funny too. It's like people in the poorest seats, but there's still someone still paid the price of a used car to go there and, and fucking scream. I digress. Y'all, if you enjoy me, you know, I'm here almost every week, almost every week. I don't want you to get comfortable. Um, but if you want to see what I'm up to, um, always go to the Tony Soto show.com or follow me on Instagram at the Tony Soto show um, and TikTok at the Tony Soto show. Oh, the police copters are out. Ooh, there's a chase. You know, there's a chase. Um, and if you ever want to see what I'm doing in drag, it's Tony Soto productions on Instagram. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, the gay power half hour is back with my good Judy Casey Lai. So tune into that's every week too. And you can follow that YouTube page at Gay Power Half Hour as well. All right, I'm done. Bye.